right? And so Brandovate's a media company. It's one of the reasons you have a podcast here, right? So the reason I believe you're full of shit is that every single year you talk about it. Every single year you talk about it. people call me the space cowboy some call me the gangster of love nice some people just call me maurice but you can call me bill petrie and i'm one of your hosts as we drop episode number 76 of the promo front podcast i am here with my good friend the other co-host of this fine fine broadcast the patron of promo connect the vice admiral of very perry the one and only kirby hosman kirby how are you you know what? I'm doing really well, man. I'm, you know, the year is starting to wind down and it's so funny. It's sort of sneaking up on me. Uh, people keep mm-hmm. saying that, you know, the Christmas holiday is going to be, you know, next week or whenever it is. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm not ready for that at all. Um, but that means I've been really busy and, and generally that's good this time of year. So things are going yeah. well. How about you? Things are great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, like you, uh, my, my in-laws will be, um, some would call it visiting, some would call it invading. They're coming to visit for Christmas, and I'm Love looking it. forward to seeing them. Uh, so it'll be a really uh, good time. Have uh, really kind of just ready to chill for a little bit. Yeah. And it's been so hectic, but that's a good thing. And I'm ready to kind of just walk away from just like the supply chain challenges and all that, because we're all impacted by that, just Christmas shopping and everything. But, but you know, we talk a lot about those supply chain uh, challenges, Kirby, and, and <laughs> all of the things that it presents. In fact, what would you say the most popular promotional product is today? The one that's in stock. Boom. The one that's available. That's right, Kirby. You answered it correctly. The promotional product that's in stock. Well, that's where our friends over at Blue Generation come in because they control their line from sourcing to production to deliver to delivery. And they have plenty. And I mean plenty of stock at every cut every style, every color. And Kirby, I know you're a big fan of their fashion forward approach uh, to corporate wear with their untucked collection. Yeah, I really do like it. And, and here's the other thing I would say, like right now we're recording this and you might be thinking, well, okay, they're in stock now, uh, but the holidays right around the corner, there's no way you can get in time. Here's the thing, folks, this is not going away in the first quarter. You're going to need to be right. able to sell apparel to your clients in uh, January and February as well. That untucked collection, which is fashion forward, but is available is just, that's incredibly valuable right now. Absolutely. And since they control their entire manufacturing process from uh, the, the spools of, of thread to the fabric itself, all the way to uh, the production of the shirts and then, and even the decoration, it's in stock, folks. It's in yeah. stock. And so we also know many of you are about to embark on your first trip since the COVID-19 pandemic and head over to Orlando for the ASI show, mm-hmm. uh, maybe the Vegas show, uh, PPAI Expo, maybe both. But why not stop by and see the good folks over at Blue Generation to see, touch, and feel their dedication to quality fashion forward apparel that's just so cost-effective. So if you're heading over to ASI Orlando, their booth number is 
1829 for ASI Orlando and their PPAI Expo booth number is 3243, 3243 for PPAI Expo. So, you know what, please just go ahead and pause the podcast right now and write those numbers down. Just pause it. Great. Welcome back to the podcast. Remember, <laughs> with all the supply chain issues, Blue Generation has plenty of inventory on in hand. So head over to bluegeneration.com and wow your clients with some truly fashion forward apparel. Wow. Go. Wow. All right, Kirby, before we begin, and I have the upfront portion of the podcast this week, I have to apologize to one of our our friends out there in the industry, okay. I pride myself when we talk on the podcast of giving credit where we get inspiration for articles. And last week, we had a great conversation about stress causing burnout in the promotional products industry. I had it in my notes, and I neglected to mention that it was written by Sean Norris over hmm. at Promo Marketing. Shame on me. I, <laughs> I, when I realized I did that, I died a thousand deaths because I, 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 that's not right. That's not fair. Uh, so Sean, if uh, you're still a listener, I'm terribly sorry, but yeah. you really should. I will tell you, Kirby and I had a really nice conversation about that last week. The genesis of that conversation is over at Promo Marketing. So head over there, look up that article by Sean Norris. You're not going to be sorry you did. So I did want to apologize that. That's uh, sure. I, You and I talk about wearing the hat of responsibility. That's me wearing the hat. I screwed up. All right, Kirby, let's talk about something else that screwed up. Promo Connect. That's right, kids. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. promo connect from ppai for most of you who clearly aren't familiar with it um was <laughs> started a few years ago kirby you may actually know this number because i think you you we talked about it offline a, a couple weeks ago it was launched a few years ago and out of the i think twenty five thousand members of ppai or so only 350 active users is that the correct number something and, like no that? that's I, i've heard that number but i i don't know that i will tell you it, it doesn't feel like it was a highly used platform no it was launched a few years ago and as as in both Kirby and I and Transparency have have volunteered at PPAI, and they used to have a, uh, a thing called uh, Volunteer Central, which is a horribly clunky, uh, very painful communication vehicle for volunteers. And so one of the things Promo Connect was going to do was replace that, which it certainly did. But it was also to provide a vehicle for people to foster uh, conversations in the promotional products industry share ideas. Yeah. And, and I always kind of dumbed that down when I was explaining it, what it was to people, because I was on the rack board at the time, was we're try they're trying to essentially replace the promotional products professionals Facebook page or augment that and have high level conversations. Well, what it really did in my mind was it replaced a clunky thing uh, communication process with Volunteer Central with an equally clunky uh, solution mm -hmm. for uh, in. in it, it never was great. Um, right. I, I think I have some opinions on that. I'd love to know from your perspective, uh, what killed it, Kirby? What was it yeah. doomed from the beginning? What killed Promo Connect? Yeah, so I want to start with, as we try to do, um, to be fair on the other side, as they were trying to do the right thing. And I think a lot of smart oh, people no question. worked on it. Um, I, so here's what I think. I think that they were trying to replace something um, in a technology platform. So yeah. you were talking about the Facebook uh, promotional products professionals yeah. group, right? That's a yeah. group within Facebook with this. And so the challenge I think that they had was they were working against a technology company who's really good at uh, 
getting and keeping people's attention. So the Facebook promotional right. products professionals page for all its challenges, it's where we're, we are. So we get notifications right. where we're already living. And we were trying to, they were trying to compete with that technology giant who is quite frankly, better at that sort of thing. Sure. And make you go offline. And while there are people that are, I'm not going to be on Facebook. Um, those are the minority at this point yeah. and because, and, and by the way, there's a bunch of people who say they're not on Facebook, but it is amazing how much they tell me what they know that I posted. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right. And so I feel like that's one of those things that you want to say, Oh, I'll never go to Walmart, but you kind of do. Um, and so I think that that was kind of, it It was like a really well-intentioned thing, but you were trying to fight against the technology giant and you, you weren't as good at what they do. I mean, right. and, and I'll tell you, I actively tried to um, go and put content out there. That being said, I didn't really try to engage because it wasn't my job to try and do that, right? Like, yeah. it, like I had to do extra steps and work extra hard to do it. And I was like, it felt like a chore. And Facebook is where we are already. And so I think they were fighting totally uphill from the very beginning. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you're right. I mean, it was well-intentioned and I have to give... I believe it was Tom Ghost, who was the chairman at the time of the board, who championed this. And I have to give Tom and the board and leadership and the staff of PPAI kudos for trying something new. I'll never, yeah. never, uh, the, the intention was good. But again, I think you hit on a, a point I was going to bring up. You have to go where the people are. Yeah. So, you know, it's a much, it's much easier job to go where the people are and communicate to them than to say, hey, everybody over there come over here, yes. learn a new platform. It, it, uh, it, again, it wasn't, it wasn't fluid like Facebook. Right. Um, and it just, I, so I think honestly, because we do tend to be in an industry where as a whole, pretty resistant to change. I think they, it was doomed from the inception. Yeah. Like you, I was on there a lot, um, uh, in the beginning, I, being uh, on the rack board, president of the rack board and, and numerous other committees, that's where all the agendas were sent. That's where all the meeting minutes were sent. But other than that, I stopped going because there's nothing valuable for me on there. It just wasn't a place where my tribe, and I'm kind of tired of that word, but it's not my place where my tribe was living. And so yeah. I, I didn't want to join in the fight, I guess. And so maybe shame on me saying, okay, my tribe come over here. I just, I didn't, I never saw the intrinsic value of it as elevating our industry, even though I know that was the goal. And I love that they tried it and I hope they keep trying things like that. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, if the idea is that they're going to shut that down by the end of the year, which I believe is what yeah. the, the communication is, I think that's the right decision. There's no reason Absolutely. to keep throwing resource, good resources after bad. Um, it, it, to me, it almost makes more sense to be like, okay, what's a platform that everybody already is using, whether it's Facebook or yeah. whatever, and yeah. build it, let, let the software developers be the software developers and let mm -hmm. us go where it can be done in that way, I, if that makes any sense. No, that makes total sense. And, and again, uh, you're right. It, it's not working. It hasn't been working for a mm -hmm. while, to my knowledge. And you come to a point, do I double down and throw more money at this? Or yeah. do I just say goodbye and cut my losses? And, and uh, you know, again, I think it's the right decision by leadership. It was the right decision of leadership at the time to give it a to try. It. Yeah. It's the right decision of leadership, leadership now to go ahead and pull the plug Kirby. You have another topic for us? Yeah, this will probably be a quick one, but it's something, you know how you'll Every go- Every time you say that, we go not, 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, no. 
Okay, we'll see. Um, so it could be a quick one. I, it's it's my caveat to hey, I'm not sure I really dug really deep on this, and so if it goes <laughs> quick, that's my excuse. Um, there you go. So every once in a while, you're scrolling through um, social media. This one happened to be on LinkedIn, and something just stops you, right? And so okay. today, I had literally this morning, I had that experience. Uh, Dave. Gerhardt, who I, I don't know who that is at all. Mm -hmm. um, I think he owns a consulting company or something like that, mm -hmm. posted something. And it was one of those from Twitter that he screenshotted Twitter and put it on LinkedIn. Okay. And it says, new metric for brand measurement. Can you sell merch? If people will buy merch, you have a brand. Okay. And I was like- I'm Writing this down. That is interesting to me. So let me just say it again for folks. New metric for brand measurement. Can you sell merch? If you people will buy your merch, you have a brand. Okay. And I will tell you, it stopped me, obviously, because of just that it's talking about what we do. Yeah. And I, I think the other reason it stopped me is I 100% agree. That is one of the ways that I measure where people, if people are really, truly a brand, if you are at the pinnacle of the marketing pyramid, if you are Harley Davidson, if you are, mm -hmm. you know, if you have, or you're beginning to build a brand, right? That's when you have a brand is when you could sell merch. And so like, the, that's the pinnacle of success to me. What say you? Completely disagree. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Okay, you're not that wrong. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the pinnacle is if people want to shell out their money to basically be an advertisement for you, that is the pinnacle. Yes. But I would augment, I would not agree with the statement, if you can sell merch, you have a brand. If people willingly wear, use right. your merch, you have a brand. Yeah. So because that, to me, is the efficacy of promotional products. Yeah. Right? And so I think to me, if people are willing to adopt your brand, embrace okay. your brand, then you have, or I'm sorry, okay. embrace your merch, use yeah. your merch, then they have a brand. I don't think it has to be this cream of the crop. I mean, how many companies are there that do that? I mean, we could probably name 10 of them right now. Jack Daniels, Harley Davidson, Disney, Coca-Cola, Budweiser, and five others. And that's probably it. Okay, maybe 20, 30, whatever. Yeah. It goes lower than that. It has to go lower than that. When people are willing to use and embrace your merchandise, okay, you have a brand. I, okay, so I like that. So I I, I think that you're right. Um, but I think the I yeah I know. Like, go ahead. It's you want to put the time down. You have a yeah, brand. Why? Well, I, I please. Yeah. So you have a brand. I like that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. The idea that this is make this an aspirational statement. Okay. That, that, that I, the that, idea that, that you're like, okay, when I get to a point where people are like, I want to, I'm going to pay you for it. That's mm -hmm. the, I guess that's what I said. It's like the top of the pyramid of the marketing uh, sort of mountain is that that's when you really, you have a huge brand. But I like what you said there, that if people are willing to adorn themselves with uh, your merchandise, then you, you have a brand. Yeah. But the top of the mountaintop is when people will pay you yeah. for it. It's that embracing, right? Yep. yep, I like it. But of course, we all like to be paid. You know, <laughs> several pieces of brand of a merchandise. If people, would like it. No, I'm just kidding. Well, all right, Kirby. I have a rant alert, Kirby. I have a rant alert. Okay. Every freaking gear, Pantone spares us all to death, and they've released their color of the year. Kirby, indulge me if you would. 
I'm, um, I'm sitting back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, you talk about a company that's running out of ways to try to connect and be relevant. Okay, so according to Pantone, they have released their color of the year. It's called Very Perry. It's a periwinkle. It's a nice purple. It, quote, promises to bring a newness to the year ahead. Okay. And um, a couple other statements about the new color, Very Perry. Um, and these are quotes from Pantone. A dreamy calm balm for the whirlwind of confusion the past two years have been. Also, it displays a sprightly, joyous attitude and dynamic presence that encourages courageous creativity and imaginative expression. Okay, so this got me thinking. I'm going to go down. I went down the last four years of Pantone because I go, man, this, this looks familiar to me. And I'm, I couldn't remember what last year's Pantone was. So I go, I'm going to go back four or five years and see what they were. So let's, can we count backwards, Kirby? Thank you. Sure. In 20, I want to see how they held up. Number In 2021, they had two of them, if you recall, last year. They had Illuminating Yellow and Ultimate Gray. And their prediction for that was... It was a practical and rock solid at the, at the same time, warming and optimistic. Okay, I'm going to give them that. I actually think that hit. Okay. Oh, all right. Number 2020. Got super creative with this one. Classic blue. Um, it instills calm, confidence, and connection. Were you calm, confident, and connected in 2020? No. Wrong, Pantone. <laughs> Wrong. In 2019, they had Living Coral, and they said, it embraces us with warmth and nourishment to provide comfort and buoyancy in our continually shifting environment. Oh, please. Who writes these things? Harlequin romance novel authors? Come on. And then here's the one that really got me, Kirby. 2018, you know what their color was? Do you remember oh. what the color is this year? I told you already. Do you remember what the color is? This year, it's very Perry. Right. In 2018, that's four years ago. It was ultraviolet, which is really close to very Perry. And their quote at the time was, it communicates originality, ingenuity, and visionary thinking that points us toward the future. Well, it's apparently not that original if you're repeating the color four years later. So here's my thing, Kirby. I think Pantone is a business model. It really, it's, it's two things. New colors, lots of buzz. That's one. And it's a lucrative business creating new colors just so they can charge uh, graphic designers uh, about 290 bucks for a new Pantone uh, color chart. What am I missing, Kirby? I don't get it. We People just go nutso over this every year and I don't get it. This is just as bad as the McRib. Explain it to me. Why do people care? Okay, so as, as is the case with me, I'm going to take the opposite view of this just to, for, because I like to push your buttons. Um, because you really agree with me. That's why. So one of the things that I think we've said is that everybody's a media company today, right? Yeah. Right. And so Brandivate's a media company. It's one of the reasons you have a podcast here, right? So the reason I believe you're full of shit is that every single year <laughs> you talk about it. I Every know. single year you talk about it on a media company's podcast. So yeah. Pantone, Pantone's pretty damn smart and I'm <laughs> ready for them to send me some very Perry uh, apparel so that I can be calm. Well, and, and honestly, Pantone. I think they should definitely send you some very Perry polo shirts so that you could calm the hell down about this. Okay, Pantone <laughs> one Petri zero. I get your point there, Hossam, and I understand your point. I actually, I don't, I, I think it's silly that a company just declares this is the a, color of the year. Color. I mean, but they've it, managed it's, it's, to make that their no, franchise. That's the genius. And that's what it. I'm, that's <laughs> actually what I'm about to say. Sorry. No, 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 no. Don't apologize. You're hundred percent right. There's a genius in that. 
the fact that there is a group of people that actually truly like they're waiting with bated breath every yep. year yeah, post it and then yeah. companies well then what really kills me is companies almost immediately especially a lot of fashion companies apparel companies shoe companies they create merch that is in the pants yeah. color of the year it happened like overnight so i have to give them credit um I, I still don't like just from a, it drives me nuts that someone just decides that this is the color of the year, like who put them in charge. Yeah. It's kind of like when I get to Vegas and I see all the ads in the airport while I'm waiting That's... two and a half hours for my bag. And it says best burger in Vegas. Like, okay, I want to know who the governing body is. here. Who said, <laughs> okay. What, what I want to know. So it's the same thing, but anyway, I have to complain about it every year mission accomplished. Um, but quietly it, it is damn genius. Since I figured that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's the one piece of poetry you'll hear today. You know, you don't get it, but you got to give them credit, right? So, no, no. there you go. That's that's not a that's not a haiku, but it'll do. All right. Yeah. All right. Another quick one. All right, let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. So, unpopular opinions. I like saying unpopular opinions because it draws people off sides. Also, it's mm-hmm. these are statements that I believe. So, was yep. w- watching a football game recently, and and I didn't watch very much of it to be honest with you, it was in snowy conditions. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. see. And, and, and mm-hmm. I think that the purists of football will say, Oh my gosh, they're playing in snow. That's like the, the mm-hmm. way football should be played. Unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's stupid. I hate watching sports in crappy conditions, right? Like okay. I want to see the best athletes in the world perform on conditions where they can perform like the best athletes in the world. I do not Mm -hmm. like seeing, I don't, I also don't like watching golf tournaments where pros who are amazing are shooting seven over par. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. You've made the course too hard and I don't like it. So my unpopular Mm -hmm. opinion is give me football on wonderful conditions. Why the Super Bowl should be in Florida or Arizona every year. And I want golf where golf golfers are making birdies, not bogeys. What do you think? So you want football, every game to be in a dome in a controlled environment. It can be outside as long as it's nice. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm going to push back. Um, I, I do agree with the statement of you want to see athletes at their best. I always say things like my favorite team. I don't want one of the star players on the other team to get hurt. I want to beat them at their best. So on that level, I I relate. Here's where I disagree. And I'm not being flippant. I could, I could go the whole smart assy flippant route, but I think I've already covered that Pantone. (laughs) Here's where I'll push back. I think what I love about those type of games, whether it's, it's a snow game or a rain game or the U S open in golf where it, you know, the rough is very thick and and the the greens are very fast. So it does tend to penalize poor play. Mm -hmm. It shows those people who are at the pinnacle of their profession their level of adaptability and life is not always a perfect playground. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I I would go the other way on golf. I get bored of golf when everybody's shooting over the course of a weekend, 28 under 35 under whatever that's boring. I like to see the struggle because they do hit errant shots and you should be penalized for that. There are people in the NFL who, when it rains, the ball gets a little slippery and they tend to fumble not just because the ball is slippery, it just adds an extra element that 
they don't protect the ball as well as they need to. And so I think to me, it's more of a measure of adaptability in overcoming those obstacles because life is not always 72 degrees uh, with the wind coming from four different directions because it's in a dome. Life is icky. Life is bumpy. Life is snowy. Life is hitting the ball in the rough and still trying to make par. I love your metaphor and I still hate it. Um, so I, you know, I, I, because I view sports as purely my entertainment. And so I, and when I'm being entertained, I don't want, it's like, oh my God, make an extra. You just point. want your candy. You just, <laughs> I want, just your candy. want my candy. Give That's me my exactly candy. Right. Give me my candy. I, I get that. But I will say in December, there's something about snuggled up with a blanket watching everybody else suffer in a oh, giant yeah. bowl as the <laughs> snow's falling. I love that. I will say this a little bit in your defense, sometimes, especially only in golf where they can control the course a little bit, yep. they go overboard and, yeah. and it becomes so like, sometimes the greens are so fast. Stupid. Yeah. It's unwatchable. So when it's, when it's manufactured and it goes overboard, I agree with you. I don't like it, but when it's, Hey, today it's just sure. cold and snowy too bad. Deal yeah. with it. All right. All right, Kirby. I like our podcast today. I like it a lot. You know how I'd like to cap it off, Kirby? How would you like to finish? A little bit of a party in the back, if you please. Okay. All right. So let's go. I, this might be good. It Kirby's be super excited about this. Yeah. Super <laughs> excited about this. Yeah. Okay. So um, how long have you been in business with Brandivate now? Two years? Uh, almost. It'll be two years this July. All right. Awesome. So year and a half-ish. So. Yeah. I think it's time for Brandivate to have a mascot. So a mascot. So I get to choose the mascot. Yep. And so we've got like seven or eight of them to go back and forth to, okay. and it's an either or, okay. and we're okay. going to kind of move through it and see which ones resonate with you as a mascot okay. for your business and which ones as don't. potential mascots. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. Let's okay. go. Let's mascot it up. All right. So would you rather Brandivate have a lion or a grizzly bear? Oh, I'm going to go lion. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd go lion. Grizzly bear, just a little threatening and they eat a lot of garbage. So I'm going to go with lion. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't mean lions are regal. That's where I went to. Very uh, regal. A horse or a dog? A dog for days. Easy, easy, <laughs> okay. easy, easy. Dogs, dogs are the best. You know, even when I'm having a crappy day and, and but I walk out there and my dog's wagging her tail, it, it yep. puts a smile on my face. Whereas, you know, I don't remember what else you mentioned. It was a parakeet or whatever it was. Yeah. It's a horse parakeet, same thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like birds. But I don't like birds. Okay. Well, this is going to be like interesting birds. later. Um, okay. Uh-oh. So what kind of dog do you have? I have a red tick coon hound. Okay, just saying it out loud in case somebody in the industry wants to make a custom mascot for him. Um, okay, a, a cat or a ferret? Oh my gosh, neither. I don't. <laughs> cats. I, I, my, I know a lot of people love cats. This you created this game just to have me say <laughs> stuff that's going to get me in trouble. I, cats creep me out because every cat I've ever been around just looks at me like, Hey man, if I was big as my cousin, the lion, I just sue meet you right now. Yeah. And I don't like they're, they're evil. They kind of play with their food before they eat it. It's very, you know, play with their prey before they kill it and eat it. I don't like that. Um, but a ferret. Oh my gosh. That's a rodent. I guess I have to go cat. If I'm, if I'm having to pick, I'll go cat. Okay. Eagle or a falcon. 
I'm going to go they're, eagle. They're I, birds, but they're pretty. They are birds, but it's not a parakeet. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, a, a parakeet's, I mean, that's, that's lunch. Yeah. An eagle, uh, an eagle, very regal. I love, you know, there's some nothing more majestic than, and I love bald eagles, just a bald eagle against a really bright blue sky. Maybe a brand of a blue sky, as it were. Yeah, I like it. A cheetah or a dolphin? Ooh. I'm going to go dolphin. Could go cheetah for fat, for, for speed and efficiency, but I'm going to go with dolphin for resourcefulness and intelligence. I'd like to think the way we view and look at branding and marketing is, is intelligent. I hope so. Hope our clients certainly find it uh, that way. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Two more. A mongoose yeah. or a platypus? Um, I am a big fan of the duck-billed platypus. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to have to go mongoose just because I like saying mongoose. And I always wanted, though, you know, they had the BMX bikes when we were growing up. Mm. Mongoose is the one I always wanted. I never got it. I got like some uh, low-rent spare huffy knockoff with a banana seat. Yep. By the way, mongoose and platypus were only on the list because I think both of them are fun to say. Uh, Final one, a unicorn Uh or a pegasus? Ooh, I'm going to say a Pegasus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a Pegasus. You know, yeah. the horse with the wings, it can fly, can run, can do anything, except apparently <laughs> swim. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I think it can do just about anything, probably except sub- uh, solve supply chain problems. But hey, Kirby, <laughs> do you know who has solved the supply chain problem in our industry? Who's that, Bill? Oh, thank you so much for knowing to ask. Yes, that's our good pals over Blue Generation. They do control their entire manufacturing process from the uh, actual fabric to the thread to production to even decoration. And because they control all that and they have for three generations, they have inventory. That's right, kids. The most popular promotional product is not the widget you're playing with right now. It is whatever's in stock. And I can tell you right now, the good folks have plenty of good folks over at Blue Generation. They have plenty of deep inventory on their fashion forward, untucked collection. Every cut, every style, every color ready for you. They're going to be over at ASI Orlando in booth 1829 PPAI Expo in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 3243 is the booth number if you're on the Western time uh, zone for that show. So, uh, boy, I just went all over the place on that. I don't even know what that means. But hey, they're going to be there, booth number 3243 in Las Vegas. So, Head over there if you're in one of those uh, shows, at one of those shows. But if you're not, go ahead and head over to bluegeneration.com right now. See that untucked collection. And they have many other styles, every cut, every style, every color, every size, everything you need right there, Blue Generation, in stock, ready to go. Worry about the supply chain no more. It's been solved. All right, man. We'll see you. Bye. That's right.